All right, I see some gameplay going on here. Um, doo -doo -doo. And where is... Not seeing the Discord voice. Wow, are you guys seeing it? Can you hear us? I mean, I can hear you guys, but uh, I'm not seeing it live. Well, we are on the open chat and on the TXR podcast. Does that matter? Oh, yeah. Are we in the wrong channel? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I just popped in. <laughs> I, you know what I did? I popped in with uh, Grimes. Okay, let's okay. switch over. Better? Yeah. Uh, I'm a shock. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Okay, I think. Uh... I trusted you, Invader. <laughs> well, it's well, a good it thing. It's, it must have been my fault because I was the first one in. <laughs> I, I meant to say something, but then I was like, oh, I guess we're just doing it here today. It's <laughs> uh, too funny. All right. All right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> it's all right. I, I didn't even notice myself. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 293. And yeah, we were accidentally in uh, the wrong Discord chat, but uh, we're good now, obviously. No harm done. Um, I'm Invader, your host for the evening, as you all know, and I'm really pumped. Uh, for this one i mean hey i'm always pumped to talk games and uh, you know talk to this fantastic group i have assembled here so you know i guess that's you know not too different from the usual right but yeah welcome 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 everybody uh tuning in right now we got lots to go into with the game awards and nominees have been released we'll give you our thoughts on uh, all of that and how xbox did and uh, who knows maybe we'll hear something from them there as well, it seems like Turn 10 has gotten some new leadership. We'll see how Dan Green Greenwald at the helm will aid the studio. And The Last of Us 2 is getting a remaster. We will share our thoughts on that and much more. Now, before getting into the topics, let me introduce all the wonderful voices on the panel, starting off with Dots. Hey, Dots, how's the RTS man been the past week? It's been good. It's been good. Uh... Has the RTSing been going? Uh, have a I have a new job and that's been taking up a lot of my time. But I have gotten my hands on the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms of Ruin. Um, about a quarter through the campaign, it's like fifteen story missions, from what I understand. Uh, and it's good. It 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 looks beautiful. It it really does. But um. And the game plays, and the game plays like your your classic like rock paper scissors feeling, but um, in terms of like the the overall rating, at the moment I'm probably only giving it about a six, um, but you know we're not here we're not here to talk RTS at the moment, but at the moment I would give it about a six, um, but I also haven't finished the campaign, so maybe that'll change. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Next up, Eric Shockley. Shockley, man, how you been? Oh, good, sorry. Took a second to unmute. Um, no, pretty good. Been playing some uh, PS2, uh, Digital Devil, 
uh, saga. So uh, it's it's funny they they did uh, a bunch of backwards compatibility uh, on the PS3 with like the PS2 games. Um, they were, except unfortunately, I think some of those were just came out like kind of shitty quality um, from what I hear. Because <laughs> I think that game was uh, on backwards, but um, or backwards compatibility with the PS3, but on their digital store. Um, but it's it's sad that there's so many like games like that locked just from like especially how Persona is getting really big or more mainstream now. It's like there's so many games in that. Um, I was surprised Soul Hackers, you know, got a sequel, but I'm surprised uh, that more of these games like they hopefully they'll they'll get that push or at least a uh, if we don't get a backwards compatibility, which is probably. Uh, a stretch, uh, probably. Hopefully, like what they did with the Nocturne and remastered it. So, hopefully, enough people bought the Nocturne, so the remaster. So, uh, maybe we'll get some of the games that are. But there's so many uh, RPGs on the PS2, it's ridiculous <laughs> that <laughs> no one knows about and no one will ever see or touch. So, but that's what they talk about with game preservation. It's not backwards compatibility, it's access. No one has access to play all these games that are locked to that system. So, but, hmm. but yeah, that's what I've been playing. That and some uh, early Thanksgiving weekend. So I got you know double Thanksgiving going on. So for uh, <laughs> seems like it's turned into an all week thing. So feasting this week. So, but yeah, we'll get back to some gaming. This I uh, got a three day weekend coming up. So mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, you know, you got some time to yourself and because uh, I know you've been working pretty hard, been busy, uh, you know, with various things over the past couple of months, uh, different life things. So, yeah, it's great to see you getting some time in for, you know, just to kick back for a little bit. bit. So happy to hear, Shockley. Happy to hear. Next up, Centurion. Hey, how's the Desert Man doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh finally we finally got some rain after a long time but yeah <laughs> we're doing pretty good here in the desert uh just plugging away you know just between work uh being able to game when i can outside of hanging out with my wife mm-hmm. uh been chugging away at starfield i'm probably pretty close to the end of starfield or at least the end of the main story i can now see why all the at least the stuff I've read about it, how it, the game changes and stuff like that when you re-roll the game and all that stuff. I, I'm starting to kind of get a gist on how that exactly works because of just how the storyline is going. Um, and then I have also been just hammering away on Lies of P. Um, on Chapter 11, uh, I'm pretty much... I want to say I'm probably within a couple hours of beating the game, if not maybe even closer than that. But... Uh, Definitely, it, that has been a passion right there. Just telling myself, no, I want to, uh, I want to play this game and I want to beat it because this is actually more like the first Souls game I've ever put this much dedication into. I, I know some people have tried to say like the Jedi, uh, Fallen Survivor and Jedi Order whatever games are, are very Souls-like in a way, but I just feel like they were not as difficult as this has been. Um. But the ironic part is, I guess the developer came out and uh, did a patch on the game, and they did a lot of optimization and some stuff when it came to, like, hit registration and stuff like that. And from one of the articles I read, it essentially made the game easier, 
but I, I still don't know that the jury's the jury's still uh, deliberating for me on whether or not those improvements of the game made it easier for me. But yeah, definitely that is one hell of a hard game. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I have it downloaded. I haven't touched it. I've been trying some other indies and I've just <laughs> uh, different games as well. But it's on my radar. I was talking about it a lot when it came out. Uh, I know a few people on the panel have played it, but um, I, honestly, the concept itself just looks really interesting. So even if it is like again one of those Souls-like games, it seems like something that you know, regardless of uh, the difficulty, I, I would just I don't know. I would just be really into see, it. We'll get into it more. Mm -hmm. on the one conversation tonight but i really do feel the game was very innovative especially with the fact that it's like a spin on the story of pinocchio but there's a lot of twists and turns that don't make it like your disney pinocchio movie mm -hmm. um but definitely um oh i don't even know how to say it but it's it's one of those games that when you get into it, you're not sure if you're really going to be like that into it, but it's really grown on me. And I've never thought that I would be going on YouTube and watching videos on how to properly balance your character. So that way you can actually hmm. play the game appropriately, because this is like, like I just said, this is actually my first time playing a game like this seriously. And I, I had a serious balance issue. I kept getting my ass kicked and so I went and watched a few videos and I actually had to like spend some of the in-game currency to actually kind of like respect my character uh, to kind of just rebalance my character because I had it all freaking screwed up. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll have to look into that then. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you got to say there. Next up, Crusader. Hey, how you been? good a little bit of a migraine tonight but we're chugging through um uh i didn't really play a ton this week other than uh greg tech new horizons and a little bit of the new halo um uh the what what's the is it winter contingency no combined the... arms oh is that what it is yeah what, whatever the yeah, event combi is combined arms combined um... arms yeah i was playing some with dots today um hmm it's uh the the Halo playlist is, the Halo Three playlist is excellent. It is absolutely excellent. Only thing that could be better is if it had VR starts. Ooh, dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know what? I still haven't sampled that myself. Uh, we all got to get in on that sometime. We do. So, looking Good. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got to sample that sometime. But uh, looking forward to your thoughts, uh, Crusader. Moving on down the list, we got Grimes. Hey, Grimes, how you been? What's going on? I've been chilling this week. I, I've been playing uh, Persona 5 Tactica. Really liking it so far, although I'm very early in the game. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, my only gripe with that game is a, a, there are constant loading screens about two minutes Every two minutes, there's a, a a loading screen, but it's a fun game. Your typical turn-based game. Uh, you, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't played Persona Five, but a, a lot of the characters from that game are here. And I also picked up a GTA Four. I saw it on sale on the Xbox Store for seven bucks, and uh, picked it up. And this is what's great about the uh, back compat 
all my GTA 4 expansions were right there. Uh, just like as I purchased them back in 2008. Uh, the only thing that somehow was, somehow was screwed up was my uh, cloud save. For some reason, it, all my uh, GTA 4 saves were in there, but that's fine because I can just, I don't mind replaying the game since it's one of my favorite uh, Grand Theft Auto games. But uh, anyhow, I've been chilling, watching a bunch of movies. Uh, the Creator just came out. Hmm. On, uh, so I'm going to watch that one of these days and playing games. Nice, nice. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear you got some time to yourself there. You know, always nice to chill and play games. Uh, just that time of the year, I guess. Yeah. And uh, finally, we got the general in the house, uh, Mr. General MLD. Uh, how's things going? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, gaming wise, I am down this War Tales rabbit hole, this Game Pass gem that came out of nowhere, and I'm just, I can't put it down. I'm 50 plus hours in. I'm like maybe sixty uh, percent done the game. Uh, it, it's something else. Like, like I love these medieval kind of games. And it's like a just managing that you're managing your whole mercenary band. So that's 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 that thing right there. Otherwise, um, outside of gaming, I'm actually getting into Warhammer Tabletop now. Having played the games, I just bought this like three D printed terrain set. Ooh. So I'm going full. Oh yeah, going full immersion uh, on this thing. So, yeah, I'm going down the Warhammer rabbit hole hard this year as well. I wish I wish you luck. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah Dots... I'm not buying official... Wait, what? I'm not no. buying official Games Workshop merch, because they are really overpriced. <laughs> but uh, there's a good secondhand market of 3D printer guys out there that, you know, they'll charge for a good deal. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, I don't know, Speaking Dots... Of Warhammer... Uh... Well, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this might even be up Dots' alley. Uh, speaking of Warhammer, what is that new uh, Warhammer Kingdoms of... Oh, my God. The new Warhammer game that just came out. Oh, Realms uh, of Ruin? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Realms I, I, of Ruin. I, I was just talking about that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you talk about... My bad, but I, that, for that, some that reason, that game intro. is like... At the, at, the moment, I'm, at the moment, I have it at like about a 6 out of 10. At the moment. Hmm. Oh, really? It, it's 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 not bad. It's But it, it has things to be desired. But I also haven't beaten the campaign yet, and I've only touched multiplayer a couple times, but at the moment, it's about a 6 out of 10. See, that was the one thing that appealed to me was that it had a, a cinematic campaign. I was like, oh, my God, there's actually a story here. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, the graphics of, like, the cutscenes, it almost feels like, like uh, Blizzard quality. Like, they're actually pretty good. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Well, I don't know, Dots. You want to uh, get together with MLD and uh, your Necrons and uh, his Black Templars? Hmm? <laughs> I still have to learn how to play 10th edition. I haven't actually mm -hmm. had a chance to play a legit hey, me too. 10th. I'll <laughs> learn as I go. Yeah, I know, and I'm still, my tower still, uh, I, I promise at like the beginning of the new year, I'm going to go hard into it. I got so many models that I need to put together, but MLD's been giving me the motivation recently. Well, so. I have to get back into it because now they're releasing new, like, revamped Necron models for yes. uh, some of the, the named units, so I'm really hype about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm pumped. 
Um, plus, I got a new codex coming out, uh, apparently in the new year, too. So, looking forward to that. Um, as well with a whole bunch of armies, too. Apparently, there's going to be some new models and uh, codexes. So, that's hey, a lot to look forward to. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, before we begin, of course, smash that like button and uh, sub to the channel if you're new, if there's a new face here. Also, guys, share it out. Guys in the chat, you know, we'd really appreciate it. You know, get more eyes, get more people in the chat. Uh, you know, love seeing the action going on there. Great to see our, great to see you, RWK and Thimber. Hey, always pleasant, pleasant uh, to see you here. Uh, moving on to uh, our first topic, then, gentlemen. Why not? Let's get right into it. And it is, of course, the Game Awards. The uh, category nominees recently got released for the December show. And there's been a lot of talk about the categories, including the, uh, well, you know, including the most hotly debated one game of the year, with some suggesting that, you know, maybe some, there are some other games that are deserving to be in that grouping as well that are absent from the list. I mean, I think you'll always kind of find it like that, you know. Some games, oh, you know, my favorite game didn't get listed, but hey, you know, they're, you know, they a lot of people do have some points there. Now, I know all the guys on here want to get on in on this, but Eric Shockley, buddy, why don't I lead off with you on this? Um, what are your thoughts on the again the various nominations? Is there a category that really caught your eye, including the uh, game of the year? Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, I hadn't looked at like all of the categories. Uh, I know definitely saw Game of the Year, which I can kind of understand a little bit. Um, I'm surprised. I guess Alan Wake what makes the uh, makes the cutoff, <laughs> or seemed like that was so recent. The, the cutoff is this week. Oh, okay. The 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 cutoff was, just... was actually after nominations were announced because the uh, panel decided to submit. Um, they all submitted their results when they did. Well, of course. Which just means okay. that they, there is nothing that they wanted to vote for, that they didn't think they were going to vote for in the period after, but it's dumb that they, you would announce it before the cutoff date anyways. Yeah, that that would seem weird, but I, it's just... Like, this one I'm not too upset about just because of the games that are in there. Um, I haven't touched the Mario Wonder yet. Hopefully it's... On par, it looks from I've just barely seen any glimpses of it, so kind of looks like Kirby in the Forgotten Land to me. But just for the stuff you're turning into, but uh, or I guess maybe like Odyssey. But um, I think everything I agree with in there because I can't say like Resident Evil Four. No, although Resident Evil Two made sense when it was Game of the Year because the level of like jump from the actual, you know, uh, PS1 game, that's a, like a whole remake, and they had to do a whole lot, whereas you literally have a game from, you know, not not that long ago, like not even 20 years ago. Um, and it just, like, and you've already had so many HD, like, remasters of it, so it wasn't as big of a leap, but... I'll st I won't hold it against it on that one, but um, so otherwise I can't really like begrudge like uh, Starfield not getting in there. Um, I would say like Res uh, Gears Five when that got when that didn't even get game of the year, uh, didn't even get a nomination for game of the year, but also didn't. Uh, I don't think we got like an action game 
nominated. <laughs> like, I don't even think it got nominated, like, period, unlike actual, like, maybe maybe multiplayer. I can't even remember if it did for that either, but, like, that was the snub. Like, how that game wasn't even up for game game of the year, but I think Death Stranding was, um, which got a way lower score. Well, um, Death Stranding, nobody. yeah, you know, we all know why Death Stranding got nominated, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but I think there were some other games in there that you could have swapped out that didn't make too much sense. Um, couldn't remember what it was. I, th- I think it was Smash Brothers. <laughs> I, c- I could be wrong. Um, which I was like, it's, Mario it's, it's, Wonder, it's... you mean? No, uh, like when Gears got snubbed for not oh, even a right, game right, year right. nomination. I think Smash Brothers got nominated. I'm like, I mean, I get it. I bought it day one too, but it's just like it, it's it's Smash Brothers. It's it's like it's not much different from the Wii. Obviously, it puts more modes and some work into it, but or like when Celeste, I get it. Celeste was a great indie game, but how that got, that I think even one game of the year. Um, I'm just like let's let's pump for breaks. Okay, if that's winning game of the year, put in Hotline Miami too. But like for game of the year, I love that game, but. I'm I'm just saying, like, the level of, uh, you know, there's a reason why short films don't win, you know, Oscar for Best Picture. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> they can win an Oscar, but, like, not, you know, the actual Best Picture. Um, so stuff like that, I mean, I otherwise I didn't really, I was thinking I was, there was going to be something like, how did they keep that out of there? But I guess Alan Wake makes sense since it made the cutoff. I wasn't even thinking of that one since it just came out so recently. I was thinking it wasn't even going to be able to make it in for this uh, for this year. So I was like, how do they keep it out? But that makes sense. Um, so I can't really look at any of them and say, like, hey, that doesn't, that's not deserving. Or, like, when Forza didn't make it, when it was, like, one of the, or if not one of the highest rated game in that grouping that year, or, pretty, or one of the highest, um, I thought... I get it, it's a racing game, but I don't know. Then if they're making that uh contingency then like then maybe an indie game like <laughs> Celeste shouldn't make it in as well, so I don't know. Cuz what what's the level of degree of difficulty and all the stuff they're doing when you have like Forza Horizon 5 versus like an indie game like that. So I don't know. There's always just weird criteria when it comes to uh <laughs> Xbox it seems. But um, and yeah, I, I haven't seen. Have they done? I guess they've done a bunch of Nintendo directs. I just have not caught any of them recently, so I have no idea what this Mario Wonder is. I, I don't know how I haven't seen it on my feed really <laughs> up until like this week. <laughs> but I'll check it out. But uh, otherwise, I didn't have too many uh, problems with the grouping I saw. So, but yeah, it kind of sucks that you know. Uh, it's kind of like another year. I don't. I'm guessing it's a pretty huge drought at this point that Xbox doesn't have a Game of the Year nomination. Probably, I can't even think. Maybe what? Halo, I don't even know if Halo Four would have been in there. I, I don't. I can't. I can't even think of one. It's so that that part kind of sucks because we thought maybe Starfield was a shoe in, <laughs> or uh, Halo kind of failed to make its mark. <laughs> um, but yeah. Other than that, but hopefully uh, Hellblade. I, I, well, I thought Starfield was shoo-in, but 
Hopefully Hellblade is, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure it'll get the art, the uh, arts, like indie nod. They'll probably get in. So as long as hopefully it's not, you know, it comes out as a banger. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am kind of surprised. I mean, okay, you can have Starfield maybe not be in the game of the year category, but it's not in too many categories from what I saw. I think it's only in one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Outer Worlds counts, right? Wasn't that nominated for game? I guess they barely had much no, to no, do with it. It was out of wilds, I think. Out of wilds. Oh, okay, maybe. I oh, couldn't remember. That's what it's okay. like. There, maybe, uh, out of worlds and out of wilds. Oh, okay. Hmm. Very curious. Very curious. Uh, General MLD, why don't you uh, share your thoughts? I mean, uh, I thought Shockley had it a pretty uh, good take there. Um, yeah, I mean, lots to go over here. Um, I think uh, Grimes put it pretty well. You know, a little bit on the spicy side, depending where you know what you want to attack here. What are your thoughts on these nominations? Um, I think some choices were pretty good, but there were some glaring omissions that uh, I think are a little suspect. Like, for one, um, although I personally didn't play it, uh, Hogwarts Legacy was one of the most high-rated and highest-selling games of the year, and it was completely snubbed everywhere, which leads me to believe that the controversy surrounding the game, which, again, had nothing to do with the game itself, prevented it from being recognized for the quality that it is. So it tells me that the panel, uh, whatever passes for his panel is uh, more concerned about, say, politics of the day than the actual quality of a video game. But I'll leave it at that. I just feel like a game should be nominated and recognized for its quality and not for an opinion of its original creator. But again, I'll leave it at that. Um, Resident Evil 4. Um, People are, are on the fence about this. I personally think it shouldn't be on there because although... I've, I've been the original so many times, and I've been the, the new one too. Although it's largely a new game built from scratch, the framework, however, is from the original Resident Evil 4. And in my opinion, that shouldn't... Um, it, it, it should. I think they should do a remake category, because I feel like between that and Dead Space, which were both phenomenal games, they should be recognized for the quality that they are. But at the same time, so many games this year were so high quality, like, why not give a new game the spotlight? Like, Lies of P. I feel like that game should be up there. One of the best Souls games I've played. Then again, my my only experience is Elden Ring, but hey, that's a pretty high bar. So if I beat Elden Ring and I really like Lies of P, I feel like, I feel like that, that, that deserves a mention right there. But uh, although I got nominated for other categories, I, I do think it, it, it should be up there. But whatever. Uh, moving on from that. Mario Wonder. Nintendo always has this thing with whimsical games that no other brand can match. I'm not surprised that game is up there. It, 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 for the, the, the critics uh, all agree it's a great game, and uh, I'm not doubting that. Um, Alan Wake 2? Eh, I guess. Maybe. Um, Spyran 2? Eh, I guess. It rated well. But... Um, Starfield, uh, a lot of Xbox fans were upset about that. Me, uh, I'm more of a realist. I, I, I'm, I know that the game was a little divisive. It's not perfect by any stretch. You either really, really love it, or you couldn't get into it. And because of that divisive nature, 
Um, I'm not surprised it's not, it's not a Game of the Year nominee, but it's still a great game. Don't get me wrong. Like, I had a fantastic time with the game, but I feel like Game of the Year nominees have to be more universally liked. And uh, so, so there's that. Um, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, yeah, that's a no-brainer. That I think, I think that game should win. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that on Xbox, but that from what everyone's saying, Larian, they do a terrific job. Um, just putting all this, all this, all this content into one game. I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, in terms of like the other omissions that I find a little bit sketchy, um, I'm sure I'll, I'll, someone will correct me here. But like, there's one category where an indie game was nominated, but it turns out it wasn't actually an indie game. It Dave's was the uh, Diver. It's yes, a game by Nexon. Yeah, like something like that, or something like Best Esports Coach, and the guy wasn't even a coach. Um, <laughs> uh, then there's a little. I, I know uh, Crusader has an opinion on this, but yeah, Destiny, Destiny Two. Uh, community support. I know it was nominated before uh, the layoffs happened, but I feel like the last expansion, Lightfall, was just so bad the community's been pissed off ever since. And community support or not, I feel like the community being upset from the content should shouldn't allow the game to be on. I feel like when Sea of Thieves, go ahead. Community support. Community support is not support from the community. It is literally their their structures for putting out patch notes for mm. talking to the community. It has nothing to do, it, it really, it should it should be a studio that's nominated and not a game that's nominated. It's one, that, that, that's like just a, a thing that I, I dislike that they do. Like it shouldn't have been Destiny 2 that was nominated. It should have been like Bungie or it should have been like mm. n- name X company. Yeah, but you see you um, say that, but, 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 but like. like I, I'm saying that it's, it's not, does the community support it? It's the structures, the teams in place that actually respond to community feedback that like, how are their patch notes structured and delivered? How are, um, how do they communicate with, with players, things like that. But you just said, you said earlier that the cutoff point for nominations is what, well, what date? The cutoff point I believe is next. It was for, for something to be, to qualify, I believe is next week. Okay, and that's kind of um, my point too. But they open like they opened like a month and a half ago, so t- people could start submitting. Uh, of the hundred, like the hundred and twenty panelists could start submitting, um, the what what um what they felt were the 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 nominations for the their nominations for the categories. Like, right, uh, I think right. it was like four or six weeks ago. Okay, but so but to me, like. Are these really set in stone? Is it really so hard to just take it back, nominate something new? Uh, given... Yeah, and I, I'll talk. And that was something I was going to bring yeah, up. Yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll that, absolutely. But that's, I, that's I 100% my personal agree. gripe. That's my personal gripe. All these, like, the, the indie game, the esports coach, Destiny 2, given the recent uh, layoffs, whatever. Is it really so set in stone? Is it really so impossible to just change the nominations? I feel like it would be a better look to recognize that you messed up and change the nomination rather than just double down and pretend that uh it's all authentic here and and, and pretend that these uh these missed nominations ne- just aren't true and are all conspiracy theories that to me is is the sketchy part like this is supposed to be a prestigious you know event for in for gaming and it, it's not a good look if you have like mis literal mistake nominations and you don't correct them especially when the cutoff hasn't hasn't happened yet. So that's my personal gripe with the uh, Game Awards. A lot of games get snubbed. 
I do feel like, although I stopped playing it, Sea of Thieves 100% should be up there. I am on the boat when the on this on that boat where Sea of Thieves made a comment. The, the the Twitter account made a comment. That game has one of the best community support systems out there for a game, and uh, I feel like that was a genuine snub. That should be there over Destiny. I I 100% believe that. And that, that's not just me speaking as an Xbox guy, but like like trying to be like very objective here. Sea of Thieves deserves deserves over that. The rest, um, I feel like they all deserve it. But overall, um, yeah, it just seems like every year the Game Awards sparks all this controversy. And my opinion on this is that um, Keely needs to kind of clean clean up uh, this panel. Like you need more strict criteria. You need to vet. Uh, what people are picking and make sure they know what they're what they're what they're doing when they when they pick something um other th- other than that um i i'm gonna be watching it for the uh, announcements and uh i hope xbox uh puts on a good show because they are nominated for other categories because they did put out a lot of games this year like hi-fi rush is being nominated for like what best soundtrack something like that five it's been nominated for five different things exactly so xbox doesn't have to win game of the year to to clean up at the awards, I feel like they will get they will walk home with some awards. Like in the end, I think they'll get more than Sony because Sony only really released Spider Man Two this year, so they don't have to win Game of the Year to uh to get some accolades for themselves. So I do feel like Xbox fans still have a reason to tune in, if not just for the announcements. So yeah, that that's uh, that's my take. Otherwise, um, people talk about the Xbox tax. Now I don't go all in on that boat. I don't believe in an Xbox tax specifically. What I do believe in is that human beings are are nostalgic. Human beings have personal preferences and unconscious biases, and those do play a role. Like, say, um, an iconic IP for from someone's childhood. Uh, that, that, I feel like, benefits more Nintendo and, and Sony than it would Xbox, because Xbox didn't really come into its own until the, until the 360 generation. So a lot of people that are reviewing games today are an adult journalists. They grew up on Nintendo and PlayStation. And I do feel like that unconscious bias, that, that brand preference, that can make a difference between an 8.5 and a 9, in my opinion, even if they're not consciously aware of it. Whereas Xbox, they don't really have that cushion to rely on. Yes, you got your, your Halo and Gears, but other than those, not not really. So Xbox, it's not that... There's a tax on Xbox. It's more that the other guys get a bump. The Xbox doesn't get see that bump, and they have to try all the harder to get the recognition that they deserve. That said, I do feel like when there's negative news, Xbox uh, for Xbox, it, the news articles come in loud. They come in numerous, and everyone's talking about it. If if Sony were to make a similar mistake, you don't really hear half the chatter surrounding it. So in that regard, I do feel like the, the deck is stacked a little bit against Xbox um, over the years. Maybe it's just because Xbox One uh, didn't, uh, well, it wasn't, wasn't as successful as PS4, and we're basically coming off that. But I do feel like, in the end of the day, hey, we're all human. We all have preferences. We don't, we're not all 50-50. And that, that, does, that could factor in into certain reviews and nominations. So... Yeah, that's that's my take. I do feel like Xbox has its work cut out for it, but I do feel like the future's uh, going to be pretty bright for them. It'll be it'll be hard to ignore the quality that the Xbox will put out um, starting next year. So, yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> well said, rant. Well said. 
Uh, moving on, Dots. I mean, I'd like to hear your responses to this. Um, again, like some interesting nominations, categories, of course. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think of the nominations? Did you get a chance to take a look? And uh, yeah, are there any uh, omissions, anything that you would like to see there? Please tell us. Uh, yeah, um, I, I did my voting. I, I did my my. You know, as an American, we have a, a sworn duty as a citizen to vote, and so as a gamer, wow. I feel that the the same applies to the game. <laughs> um, so now I did my votes. Um, game of the year for me is Baldur's Gate, not only because it's the only game on that list that I've actually played, but I've I've just seen I've seen the media of it. Um, obviously from what I've seen recently and not even including what Crusader has thrown down my, my ear about Alan Wake two coming out, out of the blue like that and putting out a banger of a game. I'm actually, you know, pleasantly surprised that it has come up to a close contender to Baldur's gate. Um, I, although I, while I think the, um, the uh, player base for Alan Wake two is a little bit more niche than Baldur's gate. Cause I think it would not surprise me, in my opinion, that Alan Wake 2 has a quality that's much better, but Baldur's Gate 3 is pumping out the numbers. It has so much coverage, so many people playing it, so many pe people still playing it, and then once it hits Xbox, more people are going to play it. That physical uh, deluxe edition for 80 bucks, my God, that's awesome more people are going to be freaking playing that game. And imagine how much hype would come out in that game if they added even some DLC. I know they said they're not going to up the level past 12, but they could add uh, different classes because D&D still has got a lot of classes that weren't covered. Maybe even species for the main character. I don't know. But I, th I think Baldur's Gate has, like... I'm, I'm going to say, in my opinion, it has, like, a 75% chance of winning. Um... Found like two wins, I will not be upset. <laughs> but my 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 money is on Baldur's Gate. Uh for the other categories, um talking about the Destiny community thing, I don't see them like even if at their best, I never would see them beating out Final Fantasy 14. Final Fantasy 14's community support is amazing. Their community in general is just like superb. Hey, it it is they hard won the to last beat two, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and 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 they and they have not they have not dropped any balls. They have not caused any drama. They are still on top of their game, and people are continuing to be hyped up for the next Final Fantasy XIV expansion coming out next year. So they they have not lost a step. So that's gonna that's gonna keep going on as it is. So I think they're gonna win that. Uh, I was surprised to see Company of Heroes three had a nomination for one of the strategy segments. And not Age of Wonders. And not well. Yeah, not Age of Wonders, which is amazing. Um, I forget. I think I saw Total War Warhammer Three as one of them somewhere. I'll tell you yeah. when I get to it. Um, I'm voting right now. Oh, <laughs> um, well, because like I no, I have no negatives. Company of Heroes Three. I think it's too early in its life cycle because Company of Heroes Two was really good at the end of its life cycle. What had the most content and also means that had the most mo modding support because that's when me and um me and Crusaders friends will play a lot of Company of Heroes is with like all the Steam Workshop support and three hasn't had that big of a life cycle. I played through the campaigns, they're good. 
Honestly, I think Company of Heroes 3 is better than Realms of Ruin at the moment in terms of gameplay. In terms of story, Realms of Ruin is still much more in-depth and much more, you know, pretty to look at. Um, so that was my surprise to see Company of Heroes 3 there. Um, I'm not too big on the drama of of the Game Awards, of, you know, who's selected, who isn't. I am surprised that Starfield didn't get anything. I'm surprised Hogwarts Legacy didn't get anything because, you know, screw the drama. I know a lot of people who really don't like, uh, um, uh, what's her face? Um, but like they, they love Harry Potter. So like, you know, they, they didn't care and they got the game and they played it and they loved it. And I've seen people, you know, cry over that game. Um, even if they don't like the creator of it, it, you know, IPs do that. I mean, look, look at us playing Warhammer screw games workshop, but we love Warhammer 40k. Right now, even now, Destiny 2, I still love the story. The story is great and the gameplay is pretty good and enjoyable. Bungie's on my shit list right now. So like. I believe I believe in separation of IP and developer. There are certain, um, you know, cuts that make that an issue because, like, I, I, Bungie. I'm still waiting for once I see Microsoft actually working with uh, Blizzard, not Bungie, Blizzard. Um, I'll probably get more involved with that. But I've also stopped really playing Blizzard games ever since those um those allegations came out. And then again, also, they haven't put anything out for StarCraft 2, so I haven't had a reason to play StarCraft 2, because there's nothing there anymore. Um, but, uh, no, I, 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 was, I was also pleasantly surprised to see um, the voice actor for uh, Astarian from Baldur's Gate 3 got, is uh, in the uh, voice actor nominations. Uh, he got my vote, for sure. Uh, I know I saw Armored Core Six got a nomination, which was awesome. They got my vote there too. Um, so I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised to see the, the a decent spread, at least of what I've played. Um, but as for the the game of the year, uh, it's it's for me it's, it's Baldur's Gate, and I, I've seen so much coverage and so much love for it, and you know, so the the, the amount of replayability. Because, like, a game like Alan Wake, I, I'm assuming, you know, you kind of play through it once you get the story, maybe go back again for all the collectibles, 100% it, whatever. Bowler's Gate 3, people are going to be playing for a long time because they're going to play as overclass. They're going to play as a good guy. They're going to play as a douchebag. They're going to play as a, a gray character. God, imagine mod support in that. Playing it with your friends is a completely different experience. It, 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 it's mind-boggling how much is in that game. You you could dump probably well over a year of game time into that game, and people have made uh, videos showing voice lines that most people will never see because there's very specific things you have to do. But the entire game and everything you can possibly do has been voice lined, and it it is that amount of work and that amount of effort into a game that beautiful and you know well done. Very little bugs or issues that I've ever had to deal with that couldn't be fixed, like with loading up a re uh, an older save only you know a couple minutes ago or even less than that. It's a great game, so that's my take on the game awards. Uh, I am looking forward to the announcements, but I'm also kind of like you know head under a boulder with a lot of this 
drama or some of these um you know some of these news takes on what's going on so that's my take on that whole shindig all right all right next up i'd like to hit up centurion for his thoughts uh sent i mean we've had again quite a few different takes already i mean i i really appreciate all the different insights the panels have given so far what do you think of the nominations what do you think of uh what the game awards has put out when it comes to the nominations, at least just real quick, I'm just going to kind of go with my quick consensus. I'm not going to sit here and single out one game or another. We all know who they are, but uh, there's some games that belong in there. There's other games that don't. I'm not going to be one of those that say Starfield belongs in there. Uh, there is other games that do belong in, in different categories, um, like... Uh, some of the guys that I was reading and also listening to uh, felt that Lies of P did not really get, like uh, General MLD mentioned, Lies of P did not get really many nods, uh, considering, you know, its art style. Just, I mean, it, it, it's a definitely very well done game, and it did not get as much recognition as it should have. We're also seeing other games that should be in there uh, because of controversial issues. Um, and this is where, so when it comes to the nominations, I am just going to bluntly say one thing that absolutely pisses me off is we have Spider-Man being put in for one of the game of the year categories and everybody's going to, I'm not because it's Spider-Man or it's PlayStation. It's about the sheer fact that the game launched in a detrimental state and we're over here you know, boohooing that freaking Redfall had shader issues and and some frame dips and stuff like that. But can, like I'm gonna say it right now, like the the stuff I saw on Redfall was comical versus the thing on Spider Man was just outright just like what the hell are you doing? Like I had in all of my years of gaming, I had never saw a cube floating around on the ground. Um, basically, <laughs> Spider-Man was a cube because his his pixels completely spider broke down cube. completely. Yes, yeah, Spider Cube. <laughs> spider Cube. Yes. I had so, Spider Cube happen to me. <laughs> yeah. See, and or or he goes invisible, and all of a sudden we've got like webs just shooting out of God knows where. Where's it coming from? Frickin' Narnia. <laughs> but it, anyways, it, it's just more like so. We're gonna give the nod to to Spider-Man Two. A game that launched in an absolute crap state. It was not for the. It did not really reflect the pedigree that Insomniac Games has had, or the pedigree that Sony has crafted over the years for games of that style. And you know, there was an article just written recently that it seems like um, Sony is just continuously wanting to play it safe by creating games based off of. Uh, entertainment properties basically stuff that already has huge fanfare rather than being innovative and, and trying to grow a new ip uh looking at days gone that was a really fun game for me that game that game got completely shut down um and that's where i mean we could go on all day long on why it does look like that for the majority of like a lot of people do feel like that the Game Awards does cater a little bit of favoritism towards one brand or the other. But for me, it's not exactly about the idea of an Xbox tax. This is where, for me, the Game Awards are nothing more than an E3 event for me. Um, 
an Xbox stage show, a PlayStation st uh, stage show, I'm able to go on and watch some trailers and see a little bit of what 2024 is going to offer to me as a gamer. But when it comes to the awards, it's an absolute, like, I'm sorry I, um, if Jeff Keighley is even listening, which I doubt, but hey, clip me and send it to him if you want. But his show is an absolute farce. And that's be and it just feels like Jeff Keighley knows that the only way he can drum up any kind of amount of attention for the video game awards is to craft some kind of system that generates controversy. Let's just do absolutely outrageous, outlandish. Like, I mean, like, either, like, I'm not trying to be an ass in saying this, but either Jeff Keighley and the people in charge are absolutely out of their minds and they have no idea what they're doing, or they're actually geniuses and they are strategically creating controversy because if you look at it because of the controversy, everybody's talking about the game awards and they're all wanting to tune in. And it just feels like every single year there is some kind of controversy that circles the game awards. And it's almost to the point where my, my conspiracy theory mind feels like this is being strategically crafted to somehow get more people to want to focus on him. And that's where it's not been about the developers. It's not been about the games. It's all about just getting people to tune in for him to collect those advertising dollars. And of course, they're just going to focus on games that either strike a little bit of nostalgic value in, in trying to somehow shoehorn a, a remastered game into game of the year or, or games that like Diablo 4 that did have an amazing amount of fanfare but launched in a state where people were completely pissed off about how it launched and then they patched the game and it turned out about it turned out even worse and it's just like they don't want to admit like how about that why is cyberpunk even getting any recognition at all they stepped in it they manipulated the the community they manipulated their reviews they don't deserve any ounce of stage time and i'm not trying to be mean to the developers but regretfully the executives need to learn from their actions that actually technically what you did was actually borderline fraudulent and that's where it's like regretfully I believe, like, why are we still trying to somehow toss Cyberpunk 2077 a bone? The game is an absolutely awesome game. It, it looks great. It plays great. Now, it took them how long to get to this point? Yes, it's great that they got it to this point. It shows that the developer is definitely dedicated and that they have a lot of pedigree there to do that. But at the same time, they don't need to be rewarded for basically it's like it's like saying, you know, good job on like launching a game in a bad state. But don't worry, you'll get the recognition when you get it fixed. It's more like everybody wants the, the development companies to stop using the patch system for day one stuff. And this is just basically showing that it's okay to continue using the patch system because you're going to be rewarded anyways for having to continuously patch a game for almost two years. Um, and that, like I said, it's not to try to tear down what's going on behind the scenes, but I just do feel that I anymore that the game awards have lost any ounce of what's the word I'm looking for authenticity or ethos. What'd you say? Ethos would be a good word. The authority to speak. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, 
um, every time we think of Jeff Keighley anymore, we think of a confused man sitting in a chair in between a ball of Mountain Dew and a bag of Doritos. Like that, like I'm sorry, but that is going to be Jeff Keighley's image for pretty much his eternity in the game industry. Because, like, dude, I'm sorry, he has done absolutely nothing for the game industry to really advance it forward. He just more like tries to capture the spotlight. And I'm not trying to be mean in saying that, but like, dude, like, one game awards. How many times did we see the commercial from the two social media influencers telling me to turn off the game awards on my 60 inch freaking television and to go watch it on my damn phone? Like, I'm just like, really? Like, wh why are we doing this? Like, it, to me, it's lost all value of what video games are supposed to be. And that's where I, like, me and Crusader were talking a little bit about it in a in a um, tweet that he put out. Um, there's developers out there that do deserve recognition for the hard work and effort that they put into a game, but because of how somebody feels about Xbox or the author of the freaking material that originally recreated it, and there's a whole other list of other developers that have been left on the sidelines because of just completely BS reasons, and we're all trying to grasp at the idea that somehow Spider-Man actually did something good for gaming this year. So that's where, to me, like, I'm not trying to go on a rant. It's just the idea of the Game Awards for me is nothing more than I I tune out when he has the stage the, the stage performances with the music and the other stuff that happens. It's more like, it's like anymore when you know the awards are being handed out, you're out making a sandwich, but when the commercials come on, you're sitting on the couch tuned in for what's going to show up. It's like a complete nature in reverse. Hmm. Interesting take there, Sent. Um, love the passion. I gotta admit, love the passion. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I kind of hinted at this earlier. I'm kind of in the same position. I mean, I don't mind seeing through the show, but I'm mostly there for reveals or, you know, some trailers. Not so much the awards themselves, personally, because I got my own favorites, but... Yeah, it does have some interesting things to it, I guess. Well, I mean, it no, but yeah, it's more like, but I do think it's kind of funny mm -hmm. that, you know, like, tell me, when was the last time you guys, when you saw an award handed out, you're like, I got to get to the store right now. I got to buy that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm too enfranchised that I've played most of them. Like, I, it's, it's, it, like, it's not going to be me running oh, out to buy it because I've probably played it or, that I, too. or it's that... not a genre of game I want to play. Like, and... Mm -hmm. No, what were you saying? Yeah, I'm just saying like I'm too enfranchised to 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 be like that because it it's not gonna persuade it's not gonna persuade me to buy it because I've either already played it or no I'm not going to. Dude, like I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but if he was to walk out on stage right now and worst game of 2023 goes to Gollum, be like, yep, I bought that. I, that that's me over here. I bought it. You know, it's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and say I loved it, but I'm just going to say, yeah, I bought that. I, I play what I want. I play yeah. where I want when I feel like it. And that's why I laugh at the whole console war mentality. Yeah, I'm an Xbox guy. I prefer Xbox. The majority of my entire library is on Xbox. But I don't understand why some people stake one flag in the sand or whatever, what have you. But that's where it's just like, to me, it's like, I own multiple consoles, so that way I am never 
cut off from what I love to do, and that's just play games in general. And to me, it's like, you know, if I see it and I want to play it, I go buy it and I play it. I don't got to sit there and, and concentrate on what system it's on. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair scent. Uh, let's see. I'll get to Grimes and then Cruc uh, Crusader. Grimes, got any thoughts on the, uh, the Game Awards? I mean, some of these nominations are pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. Let's be real. Like m many of you guys mentioned it, the only reason people tune in is for all the new fresh trailers. Yep. Like, I never really cared about the uh, Game Awards. First time I actually watched it from start to finish was the year the uh, Series X was announced. I've never been a massive person on award shows because most of it is BS. I was flabbergasted with the uh, snubs for a game of a year, like Hi-Fi Rush, Diablo 4 was a good game, Starfield, I know you guys mentioned Starfield, Hogwarts too. There were uh, games that deserved the nomination. Lives of P as well, another excellent game that was developed by a, a very small studio and most definitely deserved uh, a nomination. But overall, overall, I don't have many issues with the nominations apart from uh, Resident Evil 4. Uh, in my opinion, remakes shouldn't be included in the uh, best game of the year uh, category. Put them in their own category and whatever, I'm fine with that. The judges' system is somewhat flawed, and they do favor uh, so, uh, one platform over the other, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, regarding the judges, I would much rather see uh, some sort of system similar to how the Olympics are, the way judges score athletes, and once whatever the highest score is, it gets completely nulled, removed, and you do the other scores. Um, and that's how, maybe that's how the game should be nominated. I don't want to speak for everyone here, but uh, I'm sure most of us can stay impartial when judging a game regardless of the platform. We'll discuss Forza later in the show, but the newest installment, for example, is the least favorite Forza, and I love for it's my least favorite Forza, and I love Forza. Look at a game like Horizon Zero Dawn. It's one of my probably one of my all-time favorite PlayStation games. Uh, I also found it more appealing than uh, than God of War uh, or uh, The Last of Us too. I, God of War, for example, it looks great, but I still can't get around to finishing it. Just that, I'm not that interested in it. Another PlayStation game that I really like is The Getaway, back back in the day for PlayStation Two. And then you've got Ni Nintendo. It's Nintendo. It nine out of the ten things they make turns into pure gold. So I don't care who or what platform makes the game. A good game is a good game, 
and if I'm enjoying it, that's what matters to me. But uh, going back to the awards, the game awards, this is why I prefer the DICE Awards. The DICE Awards, it's an awards show for the developers, by the developers. The, the developers themselves vote for the winners. And this is how much of a joke the Game Awards could be. Some of the awards are actually given before the event even starts, which is unacceptable. It's a massive insult to the people working on those games. And don't even get me started on some of the uh, categories, like the esports categories. They take about 40% of the uh, Game Awards categories most of whom I have absolutely no idea who these people are. And they don't really have anything to do with game development either at all. Um, and listen, like, I love Starfield. I'm not saying it should be winning Game, uh, game of the Year, but in my opinion, it certainly should have been nominated ahead of games like Resident Evil 4. Uh, I've, Starfield, right? I've put, a, I've put in 100 hours into that game, and I've only done four main quests. I'm just taking my sweet time with it, exploring planets and building my own bases. And I'm going to be playing it for many more hours. If a Game Awards really wants to be taken seriously, they should, at the bare minimum, expand the uh, the uh, Game of the Year nominations to 10 slots, 10 nominations, and have less esports awards. Have a category, uh, a dedicated category for um, indie games, like we touched earlier and also have a category for both male and female voice actors. Um, and, you know, regarding the snubs again, I am disappointed, but not shocked. And uh, we're just, regardless of how we feel, we're just gonna, unfortunately, tune in just to watch the trailers, complain, and uh, they're not probably not gonna do anything about what we're just talking, sadly, but that's why you've got other awards shows like the Dice Awards, which are better. And that's all I have to say. All right. All right. That's an interesting take there, Grimes, and, uh, you know, I can appreciate it. I could have been a bit more critical, but, you know, I I kept it PG. Well, no, that's fair. And again, I've, I've been appreciating everybody's honesty on the panel. Um, I definitely want to get to Crusader. I know he's been waiting patiently. Crusader, hey, buddy, what, what are your thoughts here? You agree with uh, the guy's takes here? Or, uh, you know, please share, so, share with us. There's there's a lot of some, yeah, others, no. Um, so number one, I don't really care who wins any award because I'm not winning the award. If it was me nominated and I was on one of the teams, I would care. Um, so like whatever award, and that goes for any award event. I, I don't, I don't care. It, it's, it's, it's fun to see the stuff, but like, I, I'm not on someone's team. I, I, I'm just a viewer. 
Um, so like, I, I don't. I guess I'm just. I I don't have like a vested interest. So like, besides finding out that like, oh cool, this thing that I liked got more uh, acclaim and more people are gonna play it. I I don't really care about the specific awards. Um, I do think it was very poor of them to, because like it's not even best indie game; it's best independent game. So like you can't even claim that it's the the art style or the feel of the game that got Dave the Diver nominated. It's literally best independent game. There's no way in heck you can define the studio that developed Dave the Diver as independent when they're owned by a multi-billion dollar publicly traded company, Nexon. Um, <laughs> as for the, I I, I don't I, I think the it's okay to do all of the um, esports awards. But they should come from a different panel of judges. Like, I don't think the games industry has a good grasp on anything about uh, uh, what good, what, 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 like, what's going on in esports, and what, um, uh, and even what's going on in really in content creation. I was really happy to see People Make Games was nominated for. Um, content creator of the year but like the rest of the content creators i barely knew who they were like i i, I really think that 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 that's a, those are cool things to actually award and nominate and we actually don't see in other in other places and it's it, it's it's cool to like have that expanded focus it, it like in the just like in gaming in general that this is like the games awards not just about the games themselves but about the things that surround it and that's cool but it's clear that your panel doesn't understand anything about uh, esports, um, and I wouldn't expect them to. And it's kind of idiotic to think that they would. Um, I, I fail to see like a lot of people say like, "Oh, this was snubbed," and it like to be snubbed it means you were like exclusively singled out, and in like every category, there's like three to five games that could be defined as being left out, and it's just kind of like, okay. Well, were they really snubbed, or was this year just uh, far more immense than what the Game Awards was built to handle, like, with the amount of nominations that they do? Because I, we have less, like, there is less, um, there are less, like, there, there's both more and less games uh, released in a year. Like, like how, how we play and consume games is a little different than, than TV film, but it, it's... Like, like in a normal year, only nominating this amount makes more or less sense. Um, but this year, because of everything being delayed into this year from COVID, and like the like finally the the COVID like delays are kind of like finally all laying on top of each other. We we had more, and so that's where I'm like, yeah, this year probably should have had all of the categories had at least three to four more. Um, uh, things being nominated because games that would be nominated in other years just weren't this year, um, and it, it and I'm a big believer that there should be a category for uh, that there should be a category for best remake and remaster. There should be a category for best uh, new release, and that game of the year should actually more resemble like times person of the year and not be constrained to a game that released during a year. 
because games are living entities. They they change year to year. They get DLCs and expansions. They get updates. Um, I actually think that the game of the year should basically be the biggest, most popular, most prestigious thing of the year. And if that happens to be an MMO that has a massive expansion, then it's the MMO that had a massive expansion. If it happens to be a single-player incredible experience, then it happens to be that single-player incredible experience. If it happens to be a single-player game that had a massive expansion, then it happens to be that single-player game that had a massive expansion. I, I, I truly think that trying to align it with just games that release during a year misses the concept of really what video games are and because like i'm an extreme person and perfectly fine with resident evil but i would also have not uh, said that like something like uh i know i know sent you know is upset that uh cyberpunk got nominated at all and that's fine but if we go back further we can point to the witcher 3 instead and go to the witcher 3 blood and wine i actually think and blood and wine won rpg of the year the the year that it was released no, the only that, reason why i made my comment is because is, you know, no, no, I, I get it that, to hot to fraudulently yeah. confuse people i get it i get it i get it i get it. that's why i'm i'm gonna hop to use the example of witcher 3 blood and wine right blood oh, no, and wine witcher, won witcher rpg of the year amazing, the year it came out i knew right? the witcher i knew the witcher when when cyberpunk launched I was one of those that said, have faith in cyber, I mean, in CD Projekt Red because they fixed stuff. Yeah. Look at how The Witcher went down. And then it came out that the executives were controlling, like they were yeah, giving yeah, yeah, the no, reviewers no, no. stock footage to actually hide the fact that the game was essentially broken. I, I'm console. literally, ju I'm just trying to use an example. Like, like I, I pretend that none of that happened. I I would be like, yeah, the the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty should be nominated for Game of the Year. Like, I, I'm personally a person that believes because games are a, a very different media than TV film and that they kind of live and breathe that we oh, need no. the, how I, we I, represent I... Game of the Year needs to kind of change. And what that would mean would be make some make some new awards and I, I think that we have a bunch of category awards like genre awards like rpg action adventure racing slash sports right i think that we need a horror one i think that that was kind of, there, there was a bunch of good horror games this year um i i think that it was sorely missing a a, a horror slash thriller um award um and uh the what they define as independent needs to be ex like exceptionally clearly redefined um because in like by definition of independent larian qualifies for for it they are an independent company like what what what, what defines independent um because there is no good definition of what an indie game is um because some will say it it can't have any publisher involvement. Some will say uh, it can have publisher involvement, but it has to be a um, made by a non-publicly traded studio. Some will go say it's literally a look and feel of a game. And like it, it, it's that that in an indie does not equal independent. It is short for independent, but they have become to mean very different things over the years. And so I'm just kind of like that. That entire award is just kind of scuffed. Um, and they they really need to explicitly redefine what that award is. That's probably the Dave the Diver is probably my biggest um, biggest biggest pain point.
with, with the Game Awards this year that uh, a non-independent game has been nominated for... Because that's just wrong. That is straight up wrong. Like, it, it's not even, like, an opinion whether remakes or remasters don't fit. Like, it is legitimately not within the bounds of how they define that category because they're, they're not independent. Um, so, um, other than that, like, I'm just kind of like, hey, cool. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, the release date for... Um, Baldur's Gate 3 for Xbox at the Game Awards, because that was announced to be at the Game Awards. Um, and it's really weird that they announced that way ahead of time to be at the Game Awards, because, like, it's a release date for a game that's going to be a trailer at the Game Awards. Like, why why pre-announce that? Because um, I'm of the opinion that, at the very least, that game is going to launch very quickly after the Game Awards, maybe the night of. Um, some have speculated that... Uh, because of the amount of uh, resources Microsoft has given Larian to help them get the game on the studio, that uh, they may want to invest in the game being on Game Pass. Um, uh, that would be very, very, very expensive to license because that game is going to sell extremely well. Um, so I don't personally see that. I don't expect it. But it's also not out of the realm of possibility. Um so I, I'm just like, cool. I'm going to watch it like I do every year with people in Discord. Uh, and I'm going to enjoy the trailers. Uh, and uh, I'm, I, I have uh, a bunch of friends who really like Baldur's Gate. Um, I really hope that they perform one of the old gods of Asgard songs from Alan Wake live on, on stage. Because... Um, uh, Poets of the Fall, who is the the IRL band, uh, gets off tour the week before. They're on tour right now, and so I'm kind of like, oh, oh, they could perform live, and I would, I, I would die. Um, I, I really like Poets of the Fall uh, in real life. They're they're an excellent band, and they had three excellent songs in Alan Wake too. So I really, really, really hope um, that they uh, they perform live. For for people who have played Control, if you know the song "Take Control" that plays in the um, Ashtray Maze in, in in Control, that's the Old Gods of Asgard, Poets of the Fall. Like that that's the music that they make. Hmm. So I I am really excited. I really hope they they perform that live. All right. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I know. I love Poets of the Fall. I mean, I, I haven't played Alan Wake two personally, but I I have Poets of the Fall um, on my my music list. Uh, going back to the original Alan Wake, um, love their tunes, love their tunes. So yeah, that'd be cool seeing them live. Uh, Crusader um, guys, awesome thoughts. Honestly, all around, uh, got a lot of varied takes. Really appreciate them, of course. Uh, guys in the chat, loved your takes as well. Love your thoughts. Um, if you haven't done so already, please smash that like button. Of course, hey, share out this video. Let everybody know that we are currently live. We got the graphic god in the house. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Thimber, Nine Lives, and David, and many others. Guys, great to see you here. Uh, okay, guys, why don't we move on to some other bits of news. And it looks like Studio Turn 10 is seeing new leadership now. Uh, seemingly, Dan Greenwald has taken over as a studio head. He was previously the general manager for two years and creative director for nine. So he's been around the block of Turn 10 for a while now. 
Now, Grimes, you know, I'm not going to waste any time here. You're a bit of a Forza fanatic, as you were saying before. Um, why don't you lead us off here? Like, I'm, I'm not sure if you know uh, Dan Greenwald really well, but what are your thoughts of uh, Dan and his new leadership role? First, congrats to Dan Greenwald on the promotion. Well-deserved. He's been with Microsoft for 24 years and has been involved with Forza from the beginning. Back when Gran Turismo was untouchable and no one could make a game better than Gran Turismo. And they did it. They made an incredible job to surpass Gran Turismo and push the boundaries tech-wise. Uh, like you mentioned, I'm a, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Forza. I've been playing Forza since Forza 2. And like I touched earlier, the newest entry to the series uh, it's not as good as some of the other ones. Um, I think they've made it. I, I think they made the new Forza to appeal more uh, to casual players. But still, a good enough game. It's just it's they took some of the same aspects out of the game. I would probably say Forza Three is my favorite out of the uh, uh, Motorsport series. Um, and look, without turn ten, we we probably would wouldn't have discovered the talented studio that is Playground with their uh, Forza Horizon games. Uh, what they've done with that series is mind-boggling. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, also. It, uh, Alan Hartman, who also was a turn ten from mm-hmm. the beginning, now is the head, the new uh, head lead of Xbox Game Studios. Mm-hmm. Congrats to him as well. I don't know if you guys have been on social media these days, but a bunch of uh, his videos have been going on 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 Twitter uh, with his Ford GT in the turn 10 lobby so so these guys are definitely car car heads they love racing and they know um what it's all about my gri- my gripes with the uh the the for the new force as i mentioned is that it's missing basic features like adjusting race length missing some big tracks uh Level one driver tires, ha- having slick tires while you being in level 50 can't upgrade your tires because your car level hasn't reached the, the level to unlock the better tires. That's like, I don't know why they would do that to a. Mm-hmm, there's a bit of a grind, right? Yeah. And. Uh, even like some of the uh, uh, the level of dirt on cars isn't as apparent as previous games. Small things like that can make or break the experience in such a popular franchise. So I hope they listen to to the fans, the community, and change some of it. So I either change 
update the the new game or make those adjustments for the next one. Uh, regarding Dan, time will tell uh, if if turn ten is in good hands. But like I alluded to earlier, he's been there from the start. He knows how to make a good racing game. Um, just let Playground make the arcadey racer and just focus on making uh, and just let turn 10 focus on the simu simulation type of racer. Even if it doesn't appeal to, to casual players, just focus on what made Forza great in the beginning. Uh, and then, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, a new Forza mobile game was recently announced. Um, mm -hmm. To me, it sounds like it was a Microsoft move, since they're pushing for their own uh, mobile store. Of course, it's not the first Forza game to go on mobile. Mm -hmm. Previously, they had worked on Forza uh, Street. Mm -hmm. But I think that game is being um, uh, removed from stores, uh, if if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, um, you're correct. So, so this game will replace that game, but it's it's another game that I haven't tried. I have no plans of uh, playing this new Forza mobile game. But like, I, but like I've mentioned before. It's about player choice. If you're someone that likes playing racing games on mobile, then this game is for you. Will, will I give it a try? Like I said, probably not. Maybe. But probably not. Uh, mm -hmm. I have absolutely no games on my phone. And I don't even have a space for games in any case. But... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell, but I think Forza is in good, it's in good hands. These guys are experienced enough, um, and they they love cars. They love racing, um, and uh, I, I want to hear what you guys uh, your guys' thoughts are on the, this new move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, Grimes, uh, you're the big uh, Forza guy here, but I would definitely love to get the panel's opinions. Uh, I know Dan has been around with the franchise for a long time, and he, you know, he's definitely a poster child for it. Uh, he was the creative director uh, f for a while, and I mean, honestly, whenever you saw like uh, demos of the game or talking to the press, Dan was always there. So I guess I'm not surprised by this move. And I mean, I would say it's uh, encouraging to see this. Um, though Turn 10, uh, they don't usually have any issues. Um, they're a pretty formidable studio, reliable. So, I, I mean, I would say it's in good hands personally. Um, I would like to see them experiment a little more, but uh, yeah, time will tell. Uh, General MLD, I mean, I know you like your uh, Forza Horizon uh I don't know about motorsport per se, but um, I don't know. Like, do you know a lot about uh, Dan Greenwald, and uh, do you think this is a good move for the studio moving forward? Uh, I'm not too familiar with the guy, and this is actually the first motorsport 
I gave an honest try to. Um, still haven't finished the, uh, was it the the campaign, so to speak. Like I maybe got about maybe eight more hours into it, but I put like a good twenty plus hours into the game, and I am liking it for what it is. Of course, I do prefer the Horizon games. I'm more of a arcade racer, but it's a good simulator. Um, but I do recognize that this game was in the oven for what since 2017, and it did launch with features that people noticed that should have been there. So the change in leadership, uh, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Uh, I mean, it got like what an 85 on Metacritic. That's a great score, but people expected um, after what five plus years, we expected like a, a 90 plus, especially with uh, they used to put out games every two years, and they and they scored consistently in the 80s, and this took five years to get the same result. You know, so they. They need uh, a leadership change, one that promises results, and I hope they get that. But um, I'm not sure if this game's going to be uh, a live service game or if they're just going to do another Forza in a few years now because maybe people have uh, uh, you know, soured their opinion on this game on its, on its launch. Uh, who knows? But um, if people think that this guy is a good leadership, uh, is a good leader, and he has a good history with the company... Then, then I'm good. The, the company seems like they're in good hands, and Turn 10 will uh, they'll, 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 they'll go right back to where we expect them to be. But overall, I'm liking the game. It's a lot of fun. So I do recommend people try it. All right. Fair enough, MLD. Fair enough. Uh, moving on, Dots. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're not the biggest racing fan, but uh, I don't know. Greenwald's been around for a while. Uh, do you think the move is uh, good for t- Turn 10? Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not a racing fan. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my most played games of my childhood was Gran Turismo 3 for the PS2. Ah. Um, but, no, obviously in recent history, though, I mean, uh, Forza Horizon 3 and 5 are the only real racing games I played in recent history. And, you know, beyond that, honestly, my knowledge of the inner workings or the people involved is next to nothing. So I don't really exactly have a much of a take, but I mean, a move has been made and uh, time will tell to see how uh, the results, you know, tax in once we you know see what they do in their new position. So, yeah, I don't really have much else to say on the matter. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, moving on to Eric Shockley. Shock, I mean, I, I think you like to dabble in uh, Forza and some racing games here and then. Uh, got any thoughts on uh, the latest uh, news, the the promotion of Dan, Grand, uh, Dan Greenwald at uh, Turn 10? Think this is a good, positive move? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, I, for some reason I thought he already was for the longest time. Because you would always see him like out there, um, either presenting the new Forza Motorsport, um, for the most part, from all the other like actual E3 stages. Um, and obviously, uh, Forza has been in a a consistent, um, critically acclaimed, and not only that, like they've, you know, other than this one, they spent more time on. I wouldn't say it was so much like a delay. They just like overhauled their um, 
just like kind of like refreshing as much as they could like the new lighting systems all that type of stuff um because before they were pumping those things out like every two years and in between that they were also co-developing forza horizon um which is crazy when you think about like polyphony digital like taking sometimes seven years to pump out one game or they'll take you know four or five years pump out a shell of a game like gt sport um so it's like and and sometimes they're those games they take so much longer and they'll have like lower rated (laughs) games or less critical acclaim um on some of them so it just goes to show you like that's one of the shining examples where you know uh xbox studios has uh they've been consistent they haven't had you know the amount of issues like uh uh 343 has so not all you know xbox studios are in uh turmoil so um but yeah i mean they've from from the get-go from the first one with the on the og xbox it's kind of hit it out of the park and it's awesome that they've kind of had their uh a competitor especially with um like grand turismo out there because grand turismo has like other competitors but there, a lot of them are on like either PC or they're like really high-end like niche games. So it's good to have kind of like another uh, mainstream Simcade on its level, especially on for both the, uh, you know, Xbox and uh, PlayStation to have. So no, um, have you ever heard of uh, Project Cars? Yeah, yeah. So, so that game was definitely a good competitor until EA yeah. Sports bought them. Or like you know, Code Masters, Code Masters bought them, and then EA Sports. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, hopefully, yeah. That, I mean, with the Gran Turismo, a lot of people tried to. It's sure, it's it's like closer. It's more leaning towards a sim than Forza Motorsport is, but they're both like sim Kate. They're like neither of them are like i racing or uh what's the other one that's uh i always put for the name i said a corsa yeah like just because you put the name real driving simulator in there doesn't mean you're an actual like simulator (laughs) but or the people they're they're like yeah well it's a it's a fh or uh i forget the title fha or whatever it is i'm like you you know that's marketing right (laughs) you know they pay pay for that to promote it because you know playstation's like the biggest gaming brand so they pay for that promotion because they want more people like in their um you know in their whole draw more people into racing so obviously that's who they partner with so but a lot of that's kind of overblown of like making it seem like hey it's so official and forza motorsports not so uh but back to the uh Topic, yeah, it's definitely great to see uh, getting promoted. So hopefully, you know, I already I, who was the head before, or did they just make kind of like a new position? Is that kind of like one of those where they? He, well, he's now the head of Xbox Game Studios. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Alan Hart. Oh, my I bad. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Oh, he, so this was a promotion because the guy who was there got promoted. Because the guy oh, who was there okay. also got promoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it Matt Booty. It was Matt Booty, and then 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I got yeah, you. Booty got promoted, um, and he's now overseeing uh, um, Xbox and Zenimax. And so there's a new head of Xbox, and he came from turn 10, and now there's a new head of turn 10. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. I totally misread, totally misread that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's like all everything that I've laid out, what he's done for, you know, those are Forza Motorsport and kept them uh, other than Forza Motorsport 5. But I mean, that's also because it was under the uh, old regime and they had to pump out some type of game. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so that one, that one was like decent, but it, it was kind of like a, it was like the GT Sport of uh, Forza, um, so mm -hmm. it was kind of like a shell. Didn't have like near as many cars, or but you know it was the next gen, actual next gen game before we had like backwards compatibility. Really, like of like transitioning, you know, day one. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been an ace up their sleeve as far as like keep. You, you know, you don't hear about turn ten or issues there. So whereas like three four three, you'd hear of something every like six months somebody's leaving or this director's leaving like like there's not really been a peep with under like forza or uh forza horizon so but yeah i mean it's a definitely good pick though um and then hopefully the whoever takes his place is um did they not to who that was if that was already somebody from the uh i, um... I would have thought it was that one guy that was like been he's kind of almost been the face of forza the last like year or two <laughs> whenever they talk about the game that's why i thought it was like oh is dan still there but i guess he's been he probably had this move like behind the scenes mm -hmm. i'm sure like in motion so but the, the guy that's been undoing all their like uh what do you call it like their uh presentations not live stream presentations i forget i forget his name um i would that would be my guess of who was like probably taking over it seems like he's been <laughs> the one leading the project or at least yeah but they'll probably promote someone it. within the company within turn 10 mm -hmm. yeah makes sense but yeah um that's that's all i got on it but yeah um all right sounds good shock sounds good and uh thank you for that uh crusader any thoughts i mean i know you're not the biggest racing fan out there but uh, any thoughts on uh the recent promotions only thing is i think matt booty was a little um underprepared for the amount of studios he had to manage um so i'm actually happy that he's now overseeing kind of everything but there's someone new like there's some fresh blood in that position Everyone seems to like him from what I've heard. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's a good move. I think that Matt Booty is a, was, a, was a great leader for Xbox Game Studios when they were smaller. I just don't think he, he adapted to the, to the largest. So I'm, I'm happy to see a, a, a someone else kind of filling that role um, and letting and hopefully delegating. There'll be some like proper delegation and and things like that. So... I think this is a good move. Um, I don't really have much more to say. I, I don't. I, I never played a Forza Motorsport game. I don't know much about Turn Ten. Um, I, 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 if I play, I play the. Uh, 
I, I play uh, Playgrounds Horizon games because I kind of like the the arcadiness. Um, so that's about all I got. <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not really a topic for me. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. I just like Turn Ten. They're one of the more reliable studios. Uh, they're pretty consistent for the most part. So, yeah, I like covering them. They do some good stuff. And of course, a cent. Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, again, I know you're not the the biggest racing fan out there, but um, I don't know. What, what do you think of this move? Good promotion. Well, uh, to me, uh, tonight, me and Crusader are agreeing on a lot. Um, definitely, for sure, I- I'm like in the same boat with uh, Crusader. I'm more of a Horizon guy than I am a Motorsport guy. Uh, I-, I-, I remember dabbling in Motorsport 7. Uh, I still have yet to check out the new Motorsport as it is. Um, as soon as I get done dealing with uh, Horizon 5, I'll probably do Motorsport. Um, but that being said, I'm like right there with what Crusader said, that this is a good decision. It's great to see that there's going to be some fresh blood in there. Um, I actually agree with Crusader again on the fact that I do feel that Matt Booty was kind of thrust into a position, uh, that he wasn't ready for just how big it was going to be. Um, and that's where, you know, I'm like, I, I'm not trying to regurgitate what Crusader said, but I'm pretty much... And I mean, I couldn't have said it any better than Crusader because, again, I, I'm also not one of these ones that it, it's kind of like like when you're talking executives and studio heads, sometimes it can almost go into the realm of like C-SPAN, like you're watching politics. And so therefore, you know, like you don't really know too much of the ins and the outs of it. You just really kind of know what the what those particular the results that those particular people produce um and that's where i'm just going to let the results see for themselves xbox is in a, is in the middle of a massive restructuring when it comes to their leadership positions and i'm going to be very curious on the results that they're going to produce over the next few years all right hey, that's totally fair honestly um yeah no i loved everybody's uh thoughts on uh the topic and um again we'll see what happens with the turn 10 down the road obviously they're still doing content for the latest forza motorsport but again i i think they're a phenomenal studio and i can't wait to see what they have cooking up for their next game and their next next batch of content really to be honest uh guys in the chat again it's great to have you all here everybody tuning in smash that like button and share with the show let everybody know that we are live um next guys why don't we move on to our uh, final bit of news here why not right we're making some pretty good time and uh what was it on friday i believe uh, just at the end of the week sony announced a remaster of the last of us 2 and I, I think it was leaked a little bit beforehand but they ended up putting it out pretty quick and it will feature a new roguelike survival mo- mode, uh, better performance, of course, for the PlayStation 5, and the addition of previously uh, unseen material, cut lost levels, which, hey, that's that's kind of cool. Uh, there's also an upgrade path if you have a PS4 copy. Uh, um, I think it's $10 uh, if you upgrade uh, to PlayStation 5, I believe, which, hey, not bad. I'm happy to see that. Uh, Crusader Bud. What do you think of this uh, sudden announcement? I mean, I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting it, and I think it releases in like two months, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it releases in it, so it was likely supposed to be announced at the Game Awards. Um, 
so to, to cover how it leaked, it showed up in the PlayStation database, and then people were able to scrape the trailer and everything from the PlayStation Store database. Um, so Sony leaked it themselves on accident. The, the, the number one leakers in the industry are the, the are stores, like just in general, like that's where the majority of leaks come from, um, are like things like the Microsoft Store, uh, the uh, PlayStation Store, Nintendo Store, uh, Walmart of Canada, for some reason, is well known for, for leaking everything. Like, Walmart of Canada will joke about it on, on Twitter all the time. Um, yeah, it's true. But yeah, no, th this was this was a PlayStation Store leak. Um, so nothing nothing malicious. No, n you know, no one breaking an NDA. It was literally just the the the, the a, a mishap with listing something uh, unredacted on the store. Um, I for ten, it's a ten dollar upgrade. Um, I, I I am well known for being against uh, paid upgrades for visual and hardware features. Uh, I, I, I think that has become fairly obvious at this point. Um, so like, I, I, I'm going to remain slightly irritated about this, but they are adding new levels and they are adding um, uh, a, a new like mode, kind of like mercenaries from the Resident Evil series. Um, I think it's a little bit more roguelike, but uh, um, but it's it's similar from what I understand to mercenaries from what people have told me. Um, and for $10, that's like just a DLC. Like that's, that's not, that's not bad. I'm just, I, I, I think that the best way to handle it that the industry has seen is like with Gears of War with like when High Busters released, ev like everyone who owned Gears 5 or had access to it through, um, Game Pass got the, the, the visual upgrades for Gears 5, whether or not you bought Hive Busters or installed Hive Busters so you, you got the, you got the visual upgrade, um, so like I, I'm I'm always going to call that out because I don't like it when anyone does it. It's dumb when it's like because Call of Duty still does that. It's dumb as hell there. Uh, everywhere where there's a paid upgrade for visual features of software for new hardware, it, it's it's dumb. Uh, we're in the digital era. Games, you know, on PC have been like this for forever. Consoles should emulate how the PC works in that regard. Um. I haven't played The Last of Us 2 yet. I owned it. I picked it up for like $15, $20 like a year ago. Um, and I will probably buy this but before I play play the game so that I can um, play all of the level, like all of the levels they're releasing um, and uh, um, play the, the best version of it. But like if they had tried to release this for $70 with no upgrade path, Crusader would have been unhappy. Uh, in fact, I was very unhappy because I thought for sure that that was how it was going to be. Um, uh, but then there is the portion of me that is kind of just like, hey, can we please remaster some of the games that are stuck on the PS Vita, PSP, and PS1 through 3 and actually get them on the PS5 instead of remastering a game that came out three years ago? Um, like, can we, can we pretty please, like, can we liberate Sly Cooper? You know, there's four Sly Cooper games stuck on the PS3. Can, can we liberate Ratchet and Clank? There's 12 of those that are stuck on the PS3. Uh, or God of War, there's five of those that are stuck on the PS3. Or Killzone, there's, uh, four of those that are stuck on the, the PS3, or no, three on the PS3 and one on the Vita. I think it's Vita. 
Um, it, there's three resistances that are stuck on the PS3. Um, there's three infamouses that are stuck on the PS3. And, and so, like, I'm just kind of like, hey, can, can we, can we, can we please, pretty please? Dude, get, there's get, a name get... I haven't heard in a second. Infamous? Oh my god. Yeah. See, because like, here's the thing. Like, people who know me know that like. I play. I I like to play old games. Like that. That shouldn't be a, a shock to people. I, like, Shockley is probably the 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 biggest person who likes retro more than I do on the on this panel. Um, in the last two years, I have played fifty four titles that released on the Xbox three hundred and sixty or PS three, um, and not remasters. Like if you include remasters, that number is in the seventies or eighties. Um, like, like I'm talking just, these are the, the original SKUs for the 360 or PS3 or before. Um, and so I'm just like, can, can we please get these games liberated from, uh, um, their hardware? Because th there are some game preservationists who are big into physical because physical is forever, right? If it's physical and it doesn't have online DRM, you can throw it into a console 50 years from now and it'll work. My problem with that solution is that it it's costly. Uh, it, as things become more scarce, games... I, I put a thing out about it today. There's some games that uh, I was looking at that cost $200 listed on Amazon. Like, you want a copy of Pokemon Black, too? I think it's, like, listed right now for 200 used on Amazon, and that's on sale down from, like, three or $400. Um, uh, Resident Evil 2 for the GameCube is like a $500 listing. Uh, if you want any of the old Armored Core games, like if you enjoyed Armored Core 6, like I know Dots on the panel is a big enjoyer of Armored Core 6, was his first Armored Core game. If you wanted to play the older Armored Core games, they're all like $150, $200 minimum, minimum entry price. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, physical does do a bunch of things that's necessary for a game to be preserved but it alone doesn't save games and that's where i'm like we also need to look at the here and now and how do we make games available for people here and now and a lot of that is digital relisting and like it makes me so mad that playstation playstation has a lot of excellent games from the ps1 2 3 vita psp era that you just physically cannot play on the um on on the PS4 or PS5 and it and it makes me so freaking mad. Uh it's almost like I'm ungovernable in asking for uh those games to be uh brought up just like I'm ungovernable in asking for the Activision Blizzard titles to to you know the like the Transformers games and things like that. Like I brought that up a billion times on this show. Same thing's true with the PS3 games. Like Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction is my second favorite PlayStation game ever released. Right, I, I like Horizon Forbidden West a lot more, but I love, love, love Tools of Destruction, and it's it's stuck on the PS3. And it doesn't even have trophy support on the PS3. Like, come on, there's games that need it more than The Last of Us Two. Like, can, can and, and you know we we've had Naughty Dog remaster or remake, I think five games for the PS5 now: Uncharted Four, Uncharted Four: Lost Legacy. Last of Us Part 1 and Last of Us 2. So I guess it's four. They, they, they've done four remasters slash remakes for the, for the PS5. Why did we not upgrade the Jack and Daxter collection, which came out half-assed for the PS4? Like, can you can you look at that franchise and and give that franchise some love? I know I know Dot that would make Dots real happy, and like I would be far more inclined to hop in and play than at the 720p that, that they run at right now. 
Like, come on. That's my rant. Well, we all know why. One sells more than the other. Yeah, I, I know. It just <laughs> it, it makes me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, since you're there, MLD, uh, why don't you give us your thoughts on uh, The Last of Us 2 Remastered? Um, again, kind of a sudden announcement, but uh, very interesting nonetheless, and it come, it'll be uh, coming out uh, quite soon. So uh, what, what do you think about this? Well, I see this game for what it is. It's meant to cash in on season two of the, of the TV show. And, I mean, that in itself isn't isn't a bad thing. It's good business, but... Uh, and the ten dollar upgrade, upgrade path—that's actually surprising to me. I thought they would go full on seventy dollars, <laughs> no matter what. So eh, a little surprising, but I feel like the additions that are coming to it—I mean, Xbox did that did that stuff for free. Like uh, it was mentioned, Hive Busters was free for Game Pass. Gears of War Ultimate Edition—that uh, that was like, in my opinion, one of the one of the best remakes uh, re- re- you, you could ever get. Um, but Regardless, though, I do see it as padding. Um, they Naughty Dog, for some reason, they are coasting off their past instead of making new games. And they've done that with Last of Us Part 1. And people called that game out for uh, being $70 and having less content than it did a year ago. Be- uh, sorry, 10 years ago because it had no multiplayer component. And uh, Factions 2, that's on ice. They're having problems making their own multiplayer game. And now they're just, uh, again, Last of Us Part 2. They're just cashing in on what they've already done instead of making new content. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm calling that out for what I'm seeing right, right here. Um, and the community seems really, the, all the PlayStation, PlayStation fans, they're jumping on board. But in, to me, it's like they do that because it's all they got. Like the 2024 first party, it's a little slim pickings right now for them. And this gives them that much-needed padding for the early year um, until um, they can, so we can get their stuff together for the rest of the year. Now, that said, I mean, pe- people are going to enjoy it. Um, I feel like a, they're going to cash in on a lot of casuals that are going to play for the first time after watching the TV show. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I do feel like other games deserve a remaster treatment, as others have said here. Um, play older games as well, even if they don't sell as much. You know, re- remastering three-year-old games, I don't know, it, it just, it's a little scummy to me. I don't know. It, it just feels like they're milking, and they know it, but they know they, they can get away with it too, because <laughs> I see so many people online saying, oh, oh I'm going to get this, I'm reserving, I'm going to buy it day one. Like, you already played the game. What are you doing? Ask for something new. It's funny about the role reversal. Xbox guys, we're just like getting first party after first party after first party. We're getting all this we're getting all this new content. And these guys are just like losing their minds over a game they played three years ago that divided the entire community based on its story direction. But we're not gonna get into that tonight. <laughs> so that that's my take. I mean, hey, if they like it, they like it. But um I do feel like other games deserve a remaster over Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I mean, I'd say there's uh, quite a few in that camp, as uh, Crusader went on about. And I uh, can't say I blame uh, blame the sentiment, to be honest. Uh, let's see, Dots, I'd like to know your thoughts about this. Um, I don't know, what do you think about this uh, rather sudden announcement? Um, uh, 
honestly, once again, it's kind of like I, I don't I don't have a newer PlayStation. I don't really care honestly much what happens on that side of the of the the gaming world because I don't have access to it. Um, but I I I, th- I think everyone else hit on the good points. It it, it it's redundant to remaster a game that's not even you know 10 years old it it, the there's so much more potential and time that could be used by a studio of you know that much you know arguably good quality and um you know it, it it concerns me that these these um these gaming companies are going to have these poster children or front runners that they're going to put all their love and attention into and you know we'll get you know a, a another remaster for the first one when the next PlayStation comes out or whatever and it's going to be like okay why bother we've we've already touched this now i mean on a, yeah honestly i i I don't have much words for it. I don't want to get into a, a, a ramble that doesn't actually have any coherence to it. So I, I don't have much for it. Uh, it, it, it it's dumb. It just just from the an outsider perspective, it just seems kind of dumb. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping some you know some changes will be made in the future. You know, focus can be directed to where it's actually needed and not just hey, let's take this newish game and give it and i've seen images comparing the two from mm-hmm. you know four to five or whatever or the you know base for to remaster i can barely tell it's so minor and i'm sure in like the flow of gameplay if you play them after the other you might be able to tell but you really only could tell on a side-by-side picture and even then barely like the biggest thing is going to be the resolution change mm -hmm. um that that'll be that'll be something that you you won't but like but does that but it does that impact someone if like their monitor isn't that high no it'll 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 make the things a little bit sharper um like this was basically the next gen patch for the game it just took three years to come out because they added extra content like Uh uh-huh that that's that's the, the the frustrating thing here. The the and the they changed the lighting model, um, which is why like if you look at them, one looks, they, they the colors look different. Yeah. They they changed the lighting. Hmm. All right. All right. Um. Let's see here. Uh, Shockley. I mean, I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Um. I mean. Again, this announcement wasn't expected, but uh, again, MLD brought up a good point. You know, yeah. with the Last of Us TV show, new season. Uh, well, I guess it's uh, coming up soon, but um, yeah, you know, they want to you know put out some more hype, uh, and uh, yeah, the timing is uh, <laughs> very, very curious. But what what are your thoughts on uh, the Last of Us Two remaster? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with it. Um, mainly if, I mean, if you haven't bought The Last of Us 2, then, you know, you you wouldn't feel really ripped off anyway. So, and if you did buy it, they did have a, they do have a $10 upgrade. So, 
I don't see why not, because otherwise you weren't going to get it anyway. You would have just got like the performance upgrades that they had before. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm for it. Uh, it's weird that they <laughs> we still haven't gotten factions yet before we get the remaster of. <laughs> um, but other than that, that's what I feel like. That's optics of that kind of looks weird or we don't even know what factions like really is like we have a obviously an idea of like what uh that you know obviously what it is but as far as like the level of what they're trying to do with it and why it's taking so long um but yeah they do they definitely have to cash in on it from the uh from the tv show with that being a hit so you're gonna have a lot of uh new pool new new fans uh also ps5 being you know a popular console so it makes sense um the cash in but but yeah at least they're doing that ten dollar upgrade if they weren't if i didn't see that then yeah it would been kind of like really <laughs> but yeah that's nice of them so i can't can't be too mad so but yeah i'll i'll probably jump on it like i did uh the first remaster so <laughs> um but yeah, um, looks good. And yeah, honestly, I can't. Remasters are always good. It's it's just giving you a better way to, as long as the remaster is not shit, uh, like GK uh, trilogy was. <laughs> um, but even that, I, I was a sucker and I bought it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's all I got on it. But yeah, hopefully it's uh, good and releases better than the uh, for PC players the. <laughs> that pc port went out <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah all right all right that's fair that's fair uh moving on to let's see uh centurion centurion i'd love to hear your take on this uh you know, everybody's given their thoughts on the last of us 2 remastered and uh yeah you know ten dollar upgrade for ps5 uh everybody else has stayed some points got any thoughts on it sent uh is it sad that when The Last of Us 2 came out, I knew they were going to do this, and I never bought it, and I still have yet to buy it, <laughs> and now essentially, it's like, oh, look at that, I don't have one dime invested in The Last of Us 2, because it happened exactly the way I thought it was going to happen, because this is totally what Sony does. You try to milk something for everything it's worth, nickel and dime, and... If Factions was to ever come out on the market, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to sell that separately, too. Because, I mean, if you're going to charge that much for an upgrade, damn. But, at any rate... Um, it is I guess separate, I'm gonna... by the way. Like, we know what? it's separate. What, Factions? Yeah, yeah but Factions it was, is re- com- it, w- it was announced as being completely separate from 2 before 2 launched. Originally, Last of Us 2 was supposed to have multiplayer. They announced that the multiplayer was canceled before there was moved to its own game before Last of Us 2 launched, though. See, that's the only thing that I still don't agree with is like if Xbox did something like that, people would have lost their shit. Mm hmm. Sure. I'm just See, saying that, like, like, but that's where, like, I guess it was we'll announced of, as being a separate, a but I guess, separate project. I, I guess we'll go off of what's going to probably be a really fun meme at this point. At least Sony's trying. You know, I don't know if you guys saw that tweet on the image on 
you know, at least Sony tries to create games, and I'm like, well, what the hell's Xbox been doing? What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway. Although with the factions thing, they re- they announced that like. I think it was like a few months before it was supposed to release because it got delayed. Mm-hmm. So like a few months before I think it was supposed to come out, they were like, hey, we're delaying the game. Plus, hey, Factions ain't going to be there. <laughs> well, Factions, again, uh, like Sent touched on, Factions has been in the pipeline for a uh, while. <laughs> dude, and, and also, I mean... Hopefully, dude, I'm just trying to, like, I guess this is more like, this kind of goes into the whole Xbox tax thing. Imagine Xbox holding back a completely finished game and and completely screwing over a whole company of developers out of their Christmas bonuses that a lot of people needed to put their kids in the school and, and to do things that were important to their lives because they just dedicated a couple years of their lives to creating this game. And now because of the pandemic, they're worried about, you know, play like Sony was worried that the game wasn't going to sell well and they were going to have distribution problems because they were having issues getting discs made. And you essentially saw some very controversial things occur within uh, Naughty Dog. Um, and that's where... You know, I just have to say that if if Xbox would have done something like that, uh, Jason Schreier and a whole bunch of other people would have been getting the freaking logs ready to go burn somebody at the stake. But, you know, at I mean, least Schreier did burn tries. them at the stake for their uh, no but, culture but, during that for that game. Schreier, I think, was the only one that made a small stink about it. But mm. it's kind of funny. You know, here we are congratulating uh, cyberpunk for getting a game finally finished after years later, you know, big old slap on the back. But the uh, article the other day that came out of IGN is, hey, uh, Redfall decided to, to patch the game and fix some stuff, but there's still no way to do this and no way to do that. In other words, we got to spin that negative spin on it. You don't see that too often on how many people are willing to just hold on. It's like it's like the minute Xbox does something, they're damned permanently. Where PlayStation, it's like, oh, hey, look what you did. Oh, well, when are you going to release that next great game? Um, you know, it, it's yep. kind of like that whole situation, like this whole situation that hopefully this game, go- launch, this launch for uh, the remaster of Last of Us 2 goes better than it originally did. Because I'm sorry, that was probably a very dirty, controversial thing that PlayStation tried to do to the developers over at Naughty Dog. Uh, to the point where it's still speculated that it was actually an employee who actually leaked the game on the internet. Uh, there's been no definite, uh, shall I say, facts to either or, but it was very highly suspicious that the person that leaked it on the internet had like access to the entire game. So that's you know one of those things where I, I just do think it's hilarious that you know this is. This is what we're going to get in January. It also seems weird that it's launched. Is it weird to me that it's launching in January or is that nobody else find that weird? Uh, because it's just because for the most part, I think most of the stuff's going to come from upgrades. I, I don't think it is like it's not a major release. Um, like, I, I don't I, I don't I, I don't think too much into that, especially with like everything being digital now. I don't look too much into when games launch anymore. Um, well, that's the only thing, but that's where, if you look at it from a marketing standpoint, 
you would want to launch it around when the television show is getting ready to launch or has already created hype for The Last of Us. I don't think the next season's coming until, like, two years from now, though. Yeah. yeah. It's not coming for a long time. Oh, really? Hmm. No, because the writer... Remember, the strike was going on. Just just ended. Like, I don't think the script is written yet. It's more it's for not. them to say, look, it's January, and, and look, we're starting off strong with one of the best games yeah. ever made. <laughs> it's like, that kind of stuff. It, it's just PR. I don't think it's any weirder than, like, Xbox shadow-dropping Hi-Fi Rush. Like, Yeah, that's right. But at least, at least Hi-Fi was a new game. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, like, I'm just saying, launch-wise, launch I don't... Like, if they were launching a totally brand new, huge IP in January, I'd be a little weird because usually you'd want to time that. You'd want to launch, you usually time your largest launch around the holiday season just to try and get the most sales during the, the, the holiday window for people buying it for people for Christmas. Um, but this isn't a game that's going to do that. No, like, I just... Spider Man's a game that's. That, that 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 does that you know what i mean like that was going to be a fall launch one way or another um i i just i i don't i don't think that i don't think that there's anything weird i just come down with the fact that you know regretfully the last of us 2 is always going to be circled by the controversy that it created um and where other people are willing to kind of sweep it under the rug just because of a fanfare for a brand that they have nostalgic ties to because that brand has been around since they were a kid um and that's where you know at least people that are have the facts and actually kind of know what's going on behind the scenes like i just wonder if i wonder if the last of us 2 is ever going to really achieve what it originally was supposed to be when it was first announced nah (laughs) people know about it that's where to me we remember you know it's kind of like i guess that's why i guess this whole like you know the whole xbox tax things everybody wants to act like it's not true i want to say that it's probably not some conspiracy where these guys are all getting you know the big wigs of the gaming media and other parts of the gaming industry are getting together at the local holiday inn in the conference room and they're all talking about how they're going to systematically kind of like screw with Xbox. Uh, but I do think it's a little <clears throat> a little crummy on how like uh, just uh, just the other day, a very prominent Xbox channel decided to come out and talk about how Ark, uh, the Ark game is being delayed again. Um, and they're like, this is so typical Xbox, you know, they can't ever control their third party de- developers. And, you know, wow. look at what so look at what Sony does. You know, Sony always has their third party developers, you know, pretty much on lock and they've and they've got things pretty much dialed in. Oh. And I'm like, uh, are, you, are you are you KOTOR? like at the dispensary? <laughs> are you at the dispensary smoking some good weed? Like what happened to the KOTOR remake? Well, uh, and like, what happened it- with Forspoken? What happened with that freaking game that just came out with the firefighters on the oil rig? Like, what the hell are you talking about? That, that like, VR game like, that they published. Yeah, I'm just like, so you're telling me PlayStation has all these third-party developers on lock, and, like, Xbox is just over here like a bunch of drunken idiots that don't know a damn thing. And I'm just like, and you're an Xbox channel? What the hell is going on here? And when you hear statements like that, you're almost like, 
it's like, you know, why are you an Xbox channel? It just feels like at this point you're just spouting some stuff to get clout because you know that's a general consensus when you know that's actually completely further from the truth. Well, and like, I got into it a little bit with uh, Cold Eastwood because Cold Eastwood would ref- refused to accept that uh, Sony was publishing Knights of the Old Republic on PlayStation. Like, it's in the press release. Like, well, what it's you, in the documentation do for it that went out to the press. I have a copy of it. Why do you SIP's think they have one the console exclusive... publisher? Yeah, and they're, the, the exclusivity deal. Like, I'm like, are you serious? Are you are you are you yeah. serious on this one? Um. Well, because wow. like he keeps putting this list of games that like are announced for each one, and I'm like, you really should put Kotor on that until it's officially officially announced as canceled. And he was like, but they're not publishing Kotor, and I'm like, they they are publishing Kotor. Here's here's the documentation. See, that's that's the hilarious part. I would take your word over that just because I know how you are on Reddit. Oh yeah, See, like like and well, and I did the wow. whole. Remember, I did the whole investigation into uh um. Into, into KOTOR in the Dude, first place with the, the delisting. Right, and that's the hilarious part. Like, I mean, like, everybody's over here, like, you know, crying, like, and no offense, I'm not trying to be mean, but everybody's over here crying a river about, uh, um, oh my god, Crusader, the dragon game, the guy with the headphones on, Scalebound. Like, like, we're over here, like, I'm sorry, but it's kind of like anytime, like Xbox, like you know, they like you, they always get that shot in the jabs. Like, yeah, scale bound. You know, you don't want another scale bound on your hands. You they, know, really sucks. You happen to have scale bound. But like I said, here we are. The double standard with Sony. Oh, but, dude, look what you did with with the Knights of the Old Republic remake. Oh, I, well, I what, what think, great game you got going for us? I do think one of the like the big problem is that Xbox had a lot of problems happen at their lowest point. And that's just all kind of associated together and just associated with the brand. They need a couple, they really need a couple good years in a row to just break They need that. a couple, like, like, don't get me wrong, they do need to do that. But at the same time, because, you know, me and you have chatted and you kind of know a little bit about my past. Yeah. Like, I stand by people make mistakes and I do not believe people deserve to be damned. And that's where I also stand by, you know, I know we're talking about a trillion dollar company, but it's the, it, to me, I'm looking at the people involved. I'm not looking yeah. at the, at, you know, Microsoft and Bill Gates and like it's a trillion dollar empire that tried to force Windows Explorer. I mean, Microsoft uh, Internet Explorer on everybody. It's the fact that there's people involved that put a lot of passion, blood, sweat and tears, time away from their family. And we're over here wanting to chastise them for every mistake that they've ever made without one inch of leeway in, in the faith that, you know, people deserve redemption from their mistakes and that they shouldn't be consistently slammed for them. But that's where I do notice on the Xbox side, it's always we got to bring up like, I mean, you can't anytime Xbox tries to buy a company we instantly go down the road of what what happened with Microsoft Internet Explorer. Yeah, I know. That always comes up. But every time we see PlayStation buy a company, we just see the the, the clapping from the media and everybody's like, you know, getting ready to like name their children after the next company that PlayStation buys. And they don't want to talk about the fact that PlayStation had a hand in putting Sega out of the console hardware business. 
you know, yeah. so like Sony is just as aggressive, but we're over here like, oh no, no, Microsoft is the monster. And it's like, well, technically Microsoft hasn't ran anybody out of business, but Sega don't make game consoles anymore because of PlayStation. Well, Microsoft hasn't run anyone out of business in the modern era. They definitely did in the early, like early two yeah. thousands, late late nineties. They they did a lot. Um, yeah, they destroyed like, Netscape. But that was Bill Gates, which is why. Sure. I, that's why I just stand sure. by like like I mean when you go watch this when you watch the 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 show uh, Xbox on the story of the original Xbox. You heard how much of a crap show it was to design that console. Well, yeah, Bill Gates didn't want it to exist. Yeah, and but the only reason why it existed was because he didn't want Sony to essentially own the living room yep. from a marketing standpoint. Um, and that's where I'm just like, now, but we're talking about Satya Nadala. Yeah, they're a trillion-dollar company, but Satya Nadala greenlit the idea that people could pay – 15 now $17 a month for access to hundreds of games saving you money to either go put food on your table or to go buy other games and do whatever the hell you want with the extra money but I mean like I still like I mean even Sean Layden was trying to be like oh no no a gaming subscription service it, it's not going to work it's not going to work and now we hear we see the entire industry watching what Xbox is doing because they're pre- like there is other uh, there is other subscription services out there, but definitely, um, wow, something went down outside my window. Uh, but that's where other people are definitely paying attention to what Xbox is doing because they're kind of leading the way. Yeah, see, I'm just, I'm of the mind that I think a lot of the 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 bad feelings will go away gradually over time as they like show themselves with everything that's that they've been doing i really think that like the that, like if they can keep up the momentum of uh, in a post starfield world they can keep they, they can get a lot of that to go away um I just, I just don't think that they've shown enough to a lot of the skeptics yet i, I really don't um and i i've said that they like i've been i, I everyone who knows me i said I, i've been harping on consistency 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 like all this year um and it really looks like they're going to be consistent through next year. And I, I, I like, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of the the SEO, like the search engine um, optimizations and things, like really change in the next next two two three years. As long as they keep up a relative consistency of three to four, uh, the the three to four launches that they've been committing to. Like mm-hmm. I, I do, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they were nominated for eight games at the Game Awards. Seven, if you don't include Diablo Forks that launched before they owned them. But if you do, eight, or no, six and eight. Sorry, like they 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 had an, an impressive amount of uh, uh, nominations. I uh, I think they were like the the most nominated publisher, or most nominated like company. Hmm. Well, actually, Larian might be more because Larian might have more individual nominations for Baldur's Gate, but. Um, yeah. Ownership matters more than credit, though. People associated sure. Xbox with Modern Warfare Three that cut that logic cuts both ways to games like Diablo Four yep. as well. No, that, that, that's fair. It's just like you know, like they like they had plenty of like they they. That's where like when people are like it's the Xbox tax of game awards. I'm like what are, like I'm like they they got a ton of like in a in a tight year they got a ton of nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty packed. 
I want to get Grimes' thoughts on here to round out the uh, the chat because I'm just looking at the time. Oh, Gr- sure, yeah. Uh, Grimes, um, again, uh, what are your thoughts on The Last of Us uh, 2 Remastered? Do you agree with what all the other guys are saying? Yeah, I, abso- I absolutely agree with everything being said so far. We're now making remasters on three-year-old games. Good news. Well, at least it's not a remake that, you know, happened from a game that was made three years ago. And listen, I'm not trying to make it about Sony. Rockstar has done it most recently with that terrible Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 1 port or remake. Granted, it was a much older game. Bethesda has done it. They've remastered and released Skyrim more times than there are Fast and Furious movies. Uh, but remastering a three-year-old game, it's sort of embarrassing. I think their messaging is just completely messed up. Uh, they should have sold sold it as a DLC. In, you know, sell the uh, cut level as your DLC and include the graphical improvements and the survival modes for free. Uh, that's what they should have done. $10 is fine, but just sell the, the cut content and the rest should have been free. What, to what Centurion was saying, just imagine a company holding back graphical improvements just so they can sell it later. I'm not having that. It's an it's an absolute joke. Uh, that's just gonna make people wait a few years and get the best experience later, rather than buy the game day one. And I think was Last of Us Part Two. It was a seventy dollar game, wasn't it? So essentially, with this, it's. That makes it uh, an eighty dollar game. Part two is a sixty dollar game. It it was oh. it was not a native PS five launch. They didn't. Okay. They, and the in fact the first year of PS five launches were sixty dollars. Okay. They didn't do well, 70 my apologies. No, that's fine. So it's, it's you know they're selling a seventy dollar game with with the other content, and like you guys have mentioned, if Microsoft Xbox had done it. All the pitchforks would be out, but uh, you know we've had Gears of Five given us a bunch of content for free. Sea of Thieves have given us a bunch of expansions for free, like the Monkey Island expansion. That's for free. The uh, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. That's for... they gave it to us for free. Uh, Forza has given us occasionally cars for free. So they just messed up their whole messaging. Just they should have just said this cut content is DLC, and we've given we're gonna include the uh, graphical improvements uh, for free. I mean, most times are not. I just wait. Like Mortal Kombat uh, 11, I just wait for all the fighters to. Uh, to come out and then I buy the game. I'm not gonna buy it a full price and then it becomes like a hundred and ten or a hundred and twenty dollar game. But that's just me. And uh yeah, that's all I have to say. You know, 
quick and uh, quick and short. All right, all right. Fair comments, grinds. Fair comments. Um, yeah. Again, we'll see once it comes out. Uh, again, we don't have too long to wait. Um, but uh, again, at least it is. Uh, I mean, I would prefer it to be like a free patch, of course. But uh, at least they're a little more sympathetic this time around with the ten dollar upgrade. But uh, again, you know. People got to complain and uh, force their hand, you know, do what the uh, competitors are doing. Uh, let's see, guys. Uh, all right. I think now is a good time to just start to close off tonight's show. Again, fun discussions surrounding uh, like the Game Awards, Turn 10 updates, and of course, The Last of Us 2 Remastered. Uh, I guess I really loved everybody's uh, talk. Great discussion. A huge shout out to everyone that joined us tonight. You guys, you absolutely rock. Saw some new faces here and really appreciate it. Uh, before leaving, guys, if you enjoyed uh, the chat tonight, would you kindly drop a like and share out the show? And of course, sub to the channel. It'd be great to keep you around. Next, over to the outro, starting with, uh, you know what, Gr Grimes. Grimes, I'll start with you first. Uh, where can everybody follow you? Oh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at fake mayhem og or instagram at lobo grimes and uh i love the discussions today a lot of uh good points and can't wait to hear more next week all right all right good stuff grimes next up over to shockley Shockley, buddy, I thought you had uh, some really good stuff to say tonight. I mean, as per usual, as per usual, but uh, where can everybody follow you? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, uh, good show tonight. Thanks for stopping by. See you next week. Or, <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking it was a holiday. <laughs> next week is like Thanksgiving weekend, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, again, we can uh, we'll we, we can discuss that. We can discuss that. Uh, moving on down the list, Crusader. Hey, Crusader. Hey, great thoughts tonight, as per usual. Working everybody on you. Yeah, you can find me at Crusader three four five six, where most uh, on like most social media and on uh, all gaming platforms. It's a good show tonight. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, next up, General MLD. General, where can everybody follow you? You guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter and Gamertag Ghost MLD. But uh, yeah, this was a great chat. I had a lot of fun. Of course, of course. And who else we got here? Dots. Dots, good stuff tonight as well. Where can everybody find you at? Yeah, um... No, it was a good chat. Uh, obviously, uh, Game Awards is going to be a big point of talk for the next couple weeks. So, can't wait to get more into that as the as we get closer to and then during the actual event. Um, you can find me at DotsRTS on Twitter and on Xbox. Most likely, be seeing me play Halo Infinite or you know some sort of RTS within this week since i have off till friday so i'm going to be utilizing that time for a lot of gaming and other activities so fun times naturally naturally uh centurion had to take off a little bit uh earlier he had a thing come up but you can find him 
on his YouTube channel, Centurion1307, and of course on Twitter as well. And hey, of course, myself, Invader. Uh, again, thank you everyone for coming out tonight. You can find my content on YouTube, different reviews, video guides, at Invader Gaming. Really good stuff tonight, and we look forward to seeing you all here on the next one. Later, guys.